Right now, we are in the midst of a supernatural war. This is a war between light and darkness. It's a war between good and evil. It's a war between Christ and Antichrist. This supernatural war is a fight to the finished. It's not until you get tired or you get weary. We're not doing this in our strength. We're doing it in God's strength. St. Paul gives this battle cry. Put on the whole armor of God. That is a command. It is not a request. It is for your benefit. You be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. He says you put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. He says for our struggle it is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. He says so therefore, you better lay down all your earthly weapons that do not work and take up some weapons that will actually have benefits in your life. He says take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, he says you ought to just stand firm therefore. In this passage, the Apostle Paul introduces almost for the first time, at least this overtly, he introduces the concept of spiritual warfare. Paul says, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. We're more than conquerors through Christ. St. Paul says in Colossians 2.15 that on the cross, quote, Jesus was spoiling powers and principalities and making a public show of Satan. The Bible says, for this cause came Christ into the world to destroy the works of the devil. The message is that Christ went to the cross to defeat Satan. Now the question, the point I'm making here is this. You cannot believe in redemption of the cross and not believe in the purpose of the cross. And the purpose of the cross was to destroy a very real devil whose objective is to destroy you. The Apostle Paul says you have an enemy and he's very, very real and he's banking on the fact that you will forget he is there. There is a satanic force in this universe that's trying to deceive, divide, and to destroy, and he's being far too successful. And there'll never come a time in your life where Satan decides to leave you alone. But the fact is, the same Bible that tells you there is a real God, tells you there's a very real devil. With demonic forces, highly organized, totally ruthless, committed to destroying you. And that those demon powers will attack your mind and attack your body and attack your marriage and attack your finances and attack your children and attack your relationships and attack your church. That it's not your spouse who is the problem. There's an enemy. It's not your boss who is the problem. There is an enemy. It's not even your own personal internal turmoil that is the main problem. There is an enemy who lives to stir dissension and division and to see jealousy and envy to cause you and I not to have any peace of mind and peace of heart. And the enemy wants, or Paul wants you to know how strategic the enemy is, y'all, because he says, listen, the enemy is scheming against you. Somebody say scheme. Satan attacks you because you're God's child and he hates God's property. 
Satan attacks you because you're the light of the world and he's the prince of darkness. Satan attacks you because you're the truth and he's the father of lies. Satan attacks you because you're a soldier of the cross. You're anointed. You have the word of God. You have covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can take the sword of the truth of God and attack the gates of hell. You're a threat to him. You can only have one chance of survival. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Take the word, take the blood of the cross and the authority of Jesus' name and drive demonic goons back into the back alleys of hell because the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. God has given you authority. Use it so that you can have victory and peace in this life. Paul says, I'm going to give you some weapons that work. And he gives us, traditionally people say six, but really I believe there are seven pieces of armor. I want to tell you briefly what they are. He says, you need to make sure that you stand firm in verse 14. Gird your loins with truth. He says, then you need a breastplate called righteousness. But he doesn't stop there. He says, you need something for your feet. They better be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then he says, you need a shield and it's called faith. He says in verse 17, you need a helmet. You need something to guard your mind. You need a helmet called salvation. And you need a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And while most people stop there, the apostle Paul does not. He says, even though these six things are important, you need one more thing. In verse 18, he says, and pray. And so pray. If you want victory in your marriage, would you make sure you are a man or a woman of prayer? If you want victory teenager in your high school or student at your university, then you got to become a person of prayer. And if you say you want to live victoriously and abundantly and yet you don't pray, then I don't believe you. Because prayer is how we live in the abundance of our God. We need to realize that there's a spiritual realm that is actually, honestly, more real and more important than this realm. It's just that we ignore it because we can't see it. But it's there. We are in a war. We are soldiers in the army of God. And Jesus is the captain of the host. He's given us his name. He's given us his word. He's given us his blood. And when I finally began to learn, when somebody began to teach me that the devil was behind most of my problems, some of them I was creating myself, but the devil was behind most of them, that I had authority over him, God has given us weapons and he's given us armor. We need to know how to use our weapons and we need to make sure that we are wearing our armor on a regular basis. Spiritual warfare for spiritual people. How many of you have had it with the enemy and you're ready to learn how to fight him and win the war? All right. Do it in God's strength. Be strong in the Lord. Say that with me. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. This is God's fight. It's not yours. It's God's victory. It's not yours. It's God's glory. It's not yours. It's God's kingdom. It's not yours. It's God's strength. It's not yours. Put on the whole armor of God and fight and fight to win because the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. You can never exhaust God's resources. You can never exhaust God's resources because he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You can see his mighty power 
power. But when he gets through, he's not exhausted. He has much more strength ready to give you from day unto day. He can defeat any giant that's before you. He can produce streams in the desert. He can produce manna that will fall from the sky. He can send cloven tongues of fire in the upper room. He can walk on the water in the Sea of Galilee and salvage you. The thing that you think is about to destroy you, He can use it for a sidewalk to save you. When you grow weary, He can make you to run like Elijah 40 miles before the chariot. When you grow faint, He can give you strength. He can send you power that you can't begin to touch. You cannot exhaust God's power. Our God is an awesome God. He is full of grace and truth. He is of the Almighty El Shaddai, the conqueror of death, hell, and the grave. He's the conqueror of sickness and death. He's the conqueror of powers and principalities. He's the conqueror from Calvary. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of glory. And he's coming soon with power and great glory. This is about the eternal souls of men and women. This is about your sons and your daughters. This is about the future of this nation. It's time for those who name the name of God to suit up and show up. This is a fight to the finish. And I intend to win it with the help of Almighty God. Put on the whole armor of God and stand beside me and take the word of the holiness of the Father. Fight the good fight of faith. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And to those of you who name the name of Christ, stop allowing Satan and his demonic goons to, to destroy your marriage. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Quit allowing him to attack your health. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Quit allowing him to attack your finances. The Bible says God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will make him give it back to you sevenfold. Stop allowing the devil to rob you of your peace because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Stop allowing Satan to rob you of your joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Right now, we're in the midst of a supernatural war. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a convenient way to get more energy throughout my day. I hop out of bed in the morning, drink my AG1, and I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get me ready for the day. I'm always on the go and love traveling with my AG1 because I don't have to worry about throwing my nutrition out of balance, no matter where I am. And I don't have to carry a medicine cabinet of pills and supplements in my suitcase to get the same benefits I get from one scoop of AG1 daily. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buzz. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buzz to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. This is a war between light and darkness. It's a war between good and evil. It's a war between Christ and Antichrist. This supernatural war is a fight to the finished. It's not until you get tired or you get weary. We're not doing this in our strength. We're doing it in God's strength. St. Paul gives this battle cry. Put on the whole armor of God. That is a command. It is not a request. It is for your benefit. You be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. He says you put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. 
He says, for our struggle, it is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. He says, so therefore, you better lay down all your earthly weapons that do not work and take up some weapons that will actually have benefits in your life. He says, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, he says, you ought to just stand firm, therefore. In this passage, the Apostle Paul introduces almost for the first time, at least this overtly, he introduces the concept of spiritual warfare. Paul says, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. We're more than conquerors through Christ. St. Paul says in Colossians 2.15 that on the cross, quote, Jesus was spoiling powers and principalities and making a public show of Satan. The Bible says, for this cause came Christ into the world to destroy the works of the devil. The message is that Christ went to the cross to defeat Satan. Now the question, the point I'm making here is this. You cannot believe in redemption of the cross and not believe in the purpose of the cross. And the purpose of the cross was to destroy a very real devil whose objective is to destroy you. The Apostle Paul says you have an enemy and he's very, very real and he's banking on the fact that you will forget he is there. There is a satanic force in this universe that's trying to deceive, divide, and to destroy, and he's being far too successful. And there'll never come a time in your life where Satan decides to leave you alone. But the fact is, the same Bible that tells you there is a real God, tells you there's a very real devil. With demonic forces, highly organized, totally ruthless, committed to destroying you. And that those demon powers will attack your mind and attack your body and attack your marriage and attack your finances and attack your children and attack your relationships and attack your church. That it's not your spouse who is the problem. There's an enemy. It's not your boss who is the problem. There is an enemy. It's not even your own personal internal turmoil that is the main problem. There is an enemy who lives to stir dissension and division and to see jealousy and envy to call to you and I not to have any peace of mind and peace of heart. And the enemy wants, or Paul wants you to know how strategic the enemy is, y'all, because he says, listen, the enemy is scheming against you. Somebody say scheme. Satan attacks you because you're God's child and he hates God's property. Satan attacks you because you're the light of the world and he's the prince of darkness. Satan attacks you because you're the truth and he's the father of lies. Satan attacks you because you're a soldier of the cross. You're anointed. You have the word of God. You have covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can take the sword of the truth of God and attack the gates of hell. You're a threat to him. You can only have one chance of survival. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Take the word, take the blood of the cross and the authority of Jesus' name and drive demonic goons back into the back alleys of hell because the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. God has given you authority. Use it so that you can have victory and peace in this life. Paul says, I'm going to give you some weapons that work. And he gives us, traditionally people say six, but really I believe there are seven pieces of armor. I want to tell you briefly what they are. He says, you need to make sure that you stand firm in verse 14. Gird your loins with truth. 
He says, then you need a breastplate called righteousness. But he doesn't stop there. He says, you need something for your feet. They better be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then he says, you need a shield and it's called faith. He says in verse 17, you need a helmet. You need something to guard your mind. You need a helmet called salvation. And you need a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And while most people stop there, the apostle Paul does not. He says, even though these six things are important, you need one more thing. In verse 18, he says, and pray. And so pray. If you want victory in your marriage, would you make sure you are a man or a woman of prayer? If you want victory teenager in your high school or student at your university, then you got to become a person of prayer. And if you say you want to live victoriously and abundantly and yet you don't pray, then I don't believe you. Because prayer is how we live in the abundance of our God. We need to realize that there's a spiritual realm that is actually, honestly, more real and more important than this realm. It's just that we ignore it because we can't see it. But it's there. We are in a war. We are soldiers in the army of God. And Jesus is the captain of the host. He's given us his name. He's given us his word. He's given us his blood. And when I finally began to learn, when somebody began to teach me that the devil was behind most of my problems, some of them I was creating myself, but the devil was behind most of them, and that I had authority over him, God has given us weapons and he's given us armor. We need to know how to use our weapons and we need to make sure that we are wearing our armor on a regular basis. Spiritual warfare for spiritual people. How many of you have had it with the enemy and you're ready to learn how to fight him and win the war? All right. Do it in God's strength. Be strong in the Lord. Say that with me. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. This is God's fight. It's not yours. It's God's victory. It's not yours. It's God's glory. It's not yours. It's God's kingdom. It's not yours. It's God's strength. It's not yours. Put on the whole armor of God and fight and fight to win because the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. You can never exhaust God's resources. You can never exhaust God's resources because he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You can see his mighty power. But when he gets through, he's not exhausted. He has much more strength ready to give you from day unto day. He can defeat any giant that's before you. He can produce streams in the desert. He can produce manna that will fall from the sky. He can send cloven tongues of fire in the upper room. He can walk on the water in the Sea of Galilee and salvage you. The thing that you think is about to destroy you, he can use it for a sidewalk to save you. When you grow weary, he can make you to Run like Elijah 40 miles before the chariot. When you grow faint, he can give you strength. He can send you power that you can't begin to touch. You cannot exhaust God's power. Our God is an awesome God. He is full of grace and truth. He is of the almighty El Shaddai, the conqueror of death, hell, and the grave. He's the conqueror of sickness and death. He's the conqueror of powers and principalities. He's the conqueror from Calvary. He's the 
lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of glory and he's coming soon with power and great glory. This is about the eternal souls of men and women. This is about your sons and your daughters. This is about the future of this nation. It's time for those who name the name of God to suit up and show up. This is a fight to the finish and I intend to win it with the help of Almighty God. Put on the whole armor of God and stand beside me and take the word of the holiness of the Father. Fight the good fight of faith. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And to those of you who name the name of Christ, stop allowing Satan and his demonic goons to, to destroy your marriage. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Quit allowing him to attack your health. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. Quit allowing him to attack your finances. The Bible says God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will make him give it back to you sevenfold. Stop allowing the devil to rob you of your peace because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Stop allowing Satan to rob you of your joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Do you want it? Then fight for it. Time is short. What is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. If I told, if someone had told me when I was 20 years old that life was very short and would pass just like that, I wouldn't have believed it. And if I tell you that, you don't believe it either. I cannot get young people to understand how brief life is, how quickly it passes. It seems like yesterday I was in school. Every one of us here has been given the same amount of time in a day. 1,440 minutes a day, 168 hours per week. 70 years God allows us. And it's interesting to me with all of our medical science, we've never passed that magic mark. The average American male today lives 70 years and four months. The average female, 73 years and six months. More people live to be 70, but the average age of an American is still 70 as taught in the scriptures. What a thing it is when you think that you have just one short life to spend and it'll soon be over. I'd write down my priorities in life. And I'd get committed to certain priorities. Now is the accepted time. The things we ought to do. The classes we ought to take. The books we ought to read. Do it now. The family that needs you. Spend more time now. Write that letter home now that you've been meaning to write. Money you ought to give, give now. Time for study, do it now. People you ought to witness to, do it now. Every time the clock ticks, it seems to say now. Today if you will hear his voice. There may not be a tomorrow for you and for me because there's a warning to time. Time is running out for all of us. Time is too short for indecision and vacillation. Do not halt between two opinions. Fools say that time is long. Every morning we have 86,400 seconds to spend and to invest. 
And each day the bank named time opens a new account for you and for me. It allows no balances and no overdrafts. If you fail to use the day's deposits, the loss is yours. The Bible says redeem the time because the days are evil. And the days in which we're living are very evil. If there was ever a time for the gospel that can transform the human heart, it's now. Jesus said, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him that sent us. The night is coming when no man can work. The night is going to come in your life. Yet there was a serenity about the work of the Lord Jesus. It's the quality of life, not the length. Jesus only had 33 years. And it ended on the cross. To the world, he was a failure at that moment. Yet at the end of his life, he said, I finished the work that thou gavest me to do. It doesn't matter whether you live another year or two years or five years. Will your work be finished? Is there a quality to it? Is there a dedication to it? Suppose all of our members tithe their time to witness for Christ as we tithe our income for the church. Fill your heart with the Word of God. I found that those who know the Scriptures are the ones that have the power today. We need men and women who walk with God. And if you do that, you too can finish the work that God gave you to do. And help us to realize the brevity and the urgency of time. And may we invest what little time we have in the kingdom of God.